We're learning, we're learning in the Shai Yichid Zamuna, in the seventh parak from the Balatanya, to try to understand the Yisoid really of all of Chasidis, the way that the Balsham Tav Kaddish and all the Talmud Balsham looked at creation and looked at reality from the perspective of Tzimtzum, which is Shaloi Kipshuta, Tzimtzum, which is not Kipshuta. Tzimtzum, which is not Kipshuta, which means that there's no possibility, there's no such thing that there was ever Chas Shalom a Siluk of Elokus, that there was ever, or there is ever, a place without God, that everything is Elokus, everything is Hashem. And and we, we read last week, really, the uh, famous part, very famous sentence from Tarek Zayim, which is, uh, as I mentioned last week, was controversial. Let's, let's review it, let's read it again, because we didn't do the notes. So on, on page Shin Sadiq Aleph, in this edition of Tanya, where it says, again, we, we read it last week, Vihine Mikan, Yesh Lahavim. Just to read it again, we'll do a little bit from the notes. We read it last week, and again, just to review it. And we'll finish what we, what we need to learn now from the Tanya and review a little bit, and we'll see some uh, a, a, uh, a summary and some other Marmot comments in English, and then a little bit from the Nefshachayim. So, again, we can understand that Tanya says the mistake of some chachamim be'ineim that Hashem should forgive them. Sheshogu v'tov bi'yuna b'kisve harizal. They made a mistake in their understanding of the kisve hari. Ve'hevinu inyan ha'tzimtzum hamuzka sham kipshuta. And they understood tzimtzum as being kipshuta. Tzimtzum kipshuta, if you look in footnote chavtas, Again, the Misnagdim understood this to be, as I mentioned last week, the Misnagdim understood this to be uh, an allusion to the to the uh, to the Gra, to the Vilagon. It's not clear. We'll, we'll talk about the Shita of the Vilagon and Misham a little bit afterwards. But in footnote Chavtas, Rei Yosha Levav, Bayis Aleph Ched Aleph Perikud Beis. Now, Yosha Levav, Yosha Levav, we're not going to spend time on the sheet of Simsum Kipshuto because that's not our Eitzak here, and it's not really what we're working on. We're trying to understand Simsum's, the low Kipshuto, the low Kipshuto. Not working on that. But the most famous, as I mentioned last week, the most famous tzaddik who clearly holds Simsum Kipshuto is the Yosha Levav, which is the Mishnah's Chasidim, Rabbi Emmanuel Chayriki. The greatest of the Mukubalim here to the Arizal. Rei Yosha Levav by his Aleph Cheder Aleph Perikud Beis Vayin Od Kuntris Sefer Zechvaynis to Rabbi Tzadik Akon Lublin. Rabbi Tzadik Akon Lublin in Mitzvah Gimel writes, "Ukvar Nimtzu Harbe Anoshim Gedolim." There are many Anoshim Gedolim. Mechabre Svarim Lahakas Amukubalim Shenichshlu Gamkin Mizem. So Tzadik also understood that there are many Mekubalim, great people, who have failed or made a mistake in this. 
And the most famous amongst them is the author of the Sefer Yosher Leva, of the Mishnah's Chassidim. Shehizbi inyin ha-tzimtzum v'chadoyme, who understood, the Yosher Leva understood the inyin of tzimtzum, dvarm harbe minyoni and also chadoyme dvarm harbe minyoni ha-kabola, ba'ag shoma gmur that they understood the tzimtzum and other things, and other things in Kabbalah, ba'ag shoma gmur, in a physical way in a physical way, that Hashem actually physically, physically, whatever that means, left creation. And left in order to make room for creation. So Reb Tzadik learned Pshat in, in, in the Yosha Levev and, the, and, and, and these other Mekubalim, and he doesn't mention the Gra, but he learned that that's how they understood. Uprotosiv b'shem l'fisha kvar, and I... And I, I mentioned the name, in other words, I specify the name of the Yosha Levav, of the Mishnah's Chasidim. I wouldn't mention him by name if it, if it wasn't something that was famous, that everybody had already been discussing this, that the Yosha Levav, that the Yosha Levav made this, this uh, terrible mistake. Absodik says that the Mishnah's Chasidim, the Mishnah's Chasidim was an Adam Gadol Vakadish. He was a great and holy person, as is known. And he made this terrible mistake in his understanding of Amunah. And he needs forgiveness for this. It's a shocking thing to you know to write such a way about about the kadmon. It wasn't such a terrible sin. It's the fact that he made it, that this is a terrible mistake that he made the Yosheleivav, and he needs kapara for this. But he was a great tzaddik, and he remained a great tzaddik. But but other people who are not as pure as him could be led to terrible sins as a result of this misunderstanding of Kabbalah. Could be led to terrible sins. This misunderstanding to, um, to think of symptoms being kipshuta. And this is the mistake. That's to review again back on top. That Hashem removed himself and his essence, Chas from this world. Thank you. That Hashem, and the meaning, therefore, of Hashem being everywhere is not that Hashem is actually everywhere, according to this, according to these uh, tzaddikim, but rather that Hashem is watching everywhere. But he is not everywhere. He's not in this world. He's watching from beyond this world. It's not possible to say such a thing. To speak about Hashem in physical terms. That Hashem is, is separate and beyond our understanding. Without Look at Lamad Aleph. Look at Fudot Lamad Aleph. There are many, many places in Tanya 
and the writings of the Balatanya, and we'll see a few more of them. So in the Torah, the Tanya writes, "He had simsum amokam ponui v'cholol." When the Rizal the the Rizal taught about the simsum that Hashem removed Himself and left an empty space, amokam ponui v'cholol, who beor ein sof baruchu. It's not talking about Hashem Hashem Himself. It's referring to the Or Ein Sof, the light, the infinite light of Hashem. It's referring to the light that is Nishpa from Hashem, that is revealed. In that respect, that light, that light, the Tzimtzum took place in the Ziv and the Hashpa, that the radiance and the light and the Hashpa of Hashem to make His presence known. Shalolios Gilui, not to be revealed. Hashem hid that light. El derech kav v'chut. Masha'eno bali de gilui. That, which we'll talk more about this, that, Masha'eno bali de gilui nekrosovav. The reality that we don't understand, that we can't see, that Hashem is hidden from us. That's called Sovev Kalaman, that Hashem, Hashem surrounds all worlds. Shagam Nimselamata doesn't mean that He's not here. This lotion that Hashem surrounds all worlds, that the light of Hashem surrounds all worlds, doesn't mean that He's not in the world. What does it mean? It means Hubebchinas Helem. Shagam shu nimselamata, Hashem is everywhere. But who's, uh, but, but, who bebchines gilui. But that which is called silver of Kalaman is, means that which we can't see, which is, which is beyond our ability to, to know and to recognize. It doesn't mean he's not here, he's everywhere. Sovev is not talking about a physical place. God is not r- r- around the world as opposed to being in the world. It means around our consciousness, beyond our consciousness, beyond our awareness, hidden from our eyes. There's no. It doesn't mean that he's not here. That is the entire meaning of the siluk and the helem, the disappearance that took place with the tzimtzum. It doesn't mean that God actually changed. There's no change in God. There's never any change. Everything is God. The Tanya says, none of this, the Tzimtzum, none of it is talking about place, any physical space, that God is around the world, or He's outside the world. It's not talking about anything physical. So the entire discussion of Hashem disappearing, the Estalkus, and then the Espastus of Elokus, and the spreading forth of Elokus, all of this discussion of movement in Elokus, of coming and going in Elokus, ain't a kipshuta. It's not kipshuta. It doesn't mean that Hashem was mistalik and He's not to be found anywhere in any place, in some place. He's not found. It is not shaykh at all to say such a thing. But or ain't saif baruchun the infinite light of Hashem. 
All of these lashonis of Hashem disappearing and being present, <coughs> it's only talking about helem and gilui, as far as our consciousness, our ability to sense and to be aware, to be to be aware of His presence, helem concealment and revelation. And a little bit of a muscle is like with the eye, the ability to see. When a person closes his eye, and at that moment when his eye is closed, then the then the ability to see is not misgala, is not revealed. It doesn't mean that he can't see. It doesn't mean that the kachariya, the ability to see, has been mistalik min ha'ayin, has, has, has disappeared, is gone. Kibem is yeshno nimsa bai. It's there in the eye, the ability to see. Rakshen mizgala kacha. Only there isn't a gilui of that kacha at that moment. And that's the entire discussion in the Kisveri of Tzimtzum. <coughs> it's only an Indian of Helen Vagilui, Shemizgala Haor Baha Kalim Ha'ilamis, either it's Mizgala, when it's Mizgala, then in, it, when it's something which can be can be experienced and 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 and, and, and it's revealed and we can connect to it, that's called Mimali Kalahamant. That Hashem fills all the worlds. Then it's revealed in the Kalim Ha'ilamis, or Sha'inamas Galabahan. And when it's Ainamas Galabahan, and that aspect of Elokus that is not revealed, that is that is not experienced, that's called Sovev Kalaman. The entire Helam is only as far as the Kalim and the Olamas are concerned. Not the infinite light of Hashem. There's no change at all. The Kolshkein, and that's the Ur. Of the infinite light of Hashem, that that Hashem that emanates from Hashem, Kol Shekin, how much more so? From a husavatz musu, the essence of Hashem Himself. Shalamalam malam ebchinas ha'orba gilu that's higher, higher, and then any light and any gilui that Hashem has not changed. Nothing chasusholam has changed at all. Now we're going to see the reason we're spending so much time on this is because this is the basis of all of Chassidus. As I said at the very beginning, in every single, in every single Torah, in every single minog, in every single, in every single vart of Chassid, this, this is the, this is the, this is the yisod of, 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 of um, of Back on top, Afgam Zois, Loy Bedasi Turn the page over. Shintzarik Beis this word. Hashem's knowing creation does not add anything or take away anything from him. Because as the Ramam said, the way that Hashem looks at all of creation is not from beyond, it's Yidiyas Atzma, it's knowing himself. As the Ramam says, that Hashem's essence and his knowing is all one. It's not that Hashem is someplace else and he, know, and he knows something other than himself. There's no such thing. And this is what it says in, in the Tikkun Zohar. And that's the, that's the simple pshat in the, in the, in the Tikkun Zohar 
when it says, the lace asar panui mine, there is no place that is empty of him. There is no place without God. Lace asar panui mine. Loi bi iloin, loi bi satoin, not in the higher world, not in the lower worlds, there is no place. Lace asar panui mine. Berai mihim the pashis pinchas, and in the Zohar Kodesh and Pinchas, Iu tofes bekol of leis madatovis be, that Hashem is, uh, grasps everything and is everywhere and no one can grasp Him. Iu soyev kol almin umamalik alam, that Hashem surrounds all worlds and fills all worlds. Sovev kol almin leis man the nothing mishus elavar. There is nothing outside of His mishus. There is nothing outside of God. There is nothing that exists outside of God because God is everywhere. He fills all worlds. Hashem binds together and connects zina lazina, which means one min to another min, one zina zina lazina, one thing to another thing. above and below. And the four elements of creation are only able to be joined together and Hashem. because Hashem is there. Ad That's what it says in Tikkun What does it mean? Leisman the tofis bay. No one can grasp him. Means she'ain mi she'it bays ba'asogis sichlo. The no one is able to understand the the human mind, the intellect. Because cholim halyonim, even the even the malachim can't understand the mahusavat smusu shakadosh baruch the actual essence of akadosh baruch as it says elsewhere in the Tikkunim, Sesima Dechol Sesimen, he is completely hit, uh, concealed or unknown, beyond all that's unknown. And no mind can grasp Hashem. And even here in this world, and even though we, we believe that Hashem fills all worlds, he's Mamalikol Amen. It's not like we talk about the nisham of a person that fills his body. Shehin is, even though it sometimes uses a marshal of elokus in the world, like the nisham of the guf. It's not like the nisham that's in the body. It's not like the nisham that's in the guf, that in a human being, the nisham is affected by things that affect the guf. If the body is cold, it affects the it affects the neshama. If the body is hot, or if the sar, or if the person is hurt in some way, So the the marshal of of Hashem in the world as the neshama and the guf is not a, is of course not a complete marshal. We can't we talk about it in such a way, but we can't understand the meaning of Hashem that fills all worlds and is surrounding all worlds. Even though Hashem fills all worlds, He's not affected by anything that happens in the world. It doesn't affect Him. It doesn't change Him. Hashem doesn't put on a sweater in the winter. Nothing changes Him. doesn't affect Him. From the summer to the winter and the night and the morning and the night and so on. As it says in Tillam, that the night is not the darkness, doesn't take anything from Hashem, doesn't cause any darkness, and the, and the, and the day is, is, is as bright as the, as the, the night is as bright as the day. 
There's no, it doesn't affect him. Anything, any of the things in the world that happen in the world don't affect Hashem. He's not nitpas He's not grasped or affected by the worlds. Even though he fills all worlds. And that is the meaning of Sovyev Kalalman. That Hashem surrounds all the worlds. Perish. Now we're going to see how the Misnagim learned this the other way, the, the opposite way. Zogam Kang Inyan Sovakal Alman, Perish Derek Marshal. This could be understood with the Marshal. Kishodam is Boynein, Be'ezadvar Chachma Besichla. When a person is trying to understand Advar Chachma, some Inyan Besichla with his mind, he's trying to, in his mind, he's trying to picture, he's thinking about something from this world. Then his mind, his thoughts, surround that Indian, or that image that's, that, that he's thinking about. But it's not actually, a person is thinking of Thinking of Yushalayim, that doesn't mean that he's actually bepoel, uh, that his that his thoughts are are revolving around Yushalayim, or they're in Yushalayim. Doesn't mean that. However, Hashem, regarding Hashem, it says that my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hashem's thoughts and knowledge that He knows all that exists. Makefes called Nivra Venivra Bapal Mamish. It surrounds. It's Makefes called Nivra Venivra Bapal Mamish. It's Shari He He, Chayusovis Havusa, Mehail Yesh Bapal Mamish. That is what gives existence and, and reality to all, that it, to all that exists. It's not, it's not that thinking about, it means that Hashem's Soviv Kalaman, it's, it's, it's a Matthias, it's a reality. And that term from the Zohar of Mamalikolamen, that Hashem fills all worlds, that's referring to the Chiyas that's Mislabeshes, that's enclosed, Toich Etzem Hanivra, in the actual Nivra itself. means that. that that constriction of of Hashem's infinite light that is in that actual that that is that is in that actual part of reality in a state of tzimtzum tremendous tzimtzum k'fi'erach mahus ha'nivra according to the mahus of that particular nivra each thing each thing that exists like the the infinite light of Hashem is filling that thing is is mitzamtzim in that in in that part of the world. For that piece of existence, and it defines what that thing is in a way that's with the gvul and a tachlis bekamusu veichuso, the amount and the quality of that thing. Like the sun, that there's a physical, there's a physical thing called the sun. And it has a gvul. There's a, it's limited to a certain size. which is, he says, approximately 167 times larger than the earth. 
and the quality of the sun, which means it's light, also has a gvul, has a limit. How much it could shine, or the light is. It's not infinite, the light of the sun. Because it's created. And all that exists, all that exists are bale gvul and tachlis. As Chazal said, that from the earth to the sky, it's it's uh, five hundred years, whatever that means. Therefore, the infinite light of Hashem, that that is mitzumtzam, that's melubash, that's enclosed in everything that exists, is in a state of unbelievable tzimtzum. And that is the that is the chiyas, that is the life of Atam Chayis Kulam that exists inside all of creation, but in a state of tremendous, tremendous tzimtzum until it's able to give life and existence to every single second, to bring into life and into existence that piece of creation, every single second. That's called Mamali Kol Alman, which our, which we we have the koach to connect to. And we're going to talk a lot about that. Not only that, we were able to draw from Sovev Kol Alman to uh, and bring into Mamalik al but we're not ready for that. We'll talk about that in Mitzvah also. That's the Vaida that we're with the Raisik and to draw from the Sovev into Mamalik. That's through Aramuna. That's the Indian of Nasev and Nishma. It has a lot to do with Shuvus, but we're not going to talk about that yet. But the page that I just gave you is a summary and a little bit of, of things added just in English to make it easier. This has to be absolutely clear. From the from the uh, from the book that I mentioned last week, which is Nefesh uh, Simpson, who has done a wonderful job in bringing down the sheetas and, and explaining them in English. So you see, uh, there are two sides where there's an arrow which says the Balatanya explains. You see that. <coughs> the Balatanya explains. That the concept of God's <coughs> removal, as per the Zohar and as per the Arizal Simpson, is not one of a real mo- removal, but rather is of a simultaneous concealment and revelation of the Or Ein Sof. Just to review and to have it in English, it should be clear. He distinguishes between two concepts. The first, as we were just learning, the first of propagation from one place to another of some type of change and movement from one place to another, and the second of concealment and revelation. He explains that with propagation, when we're talking about propagation, there is a change in state of the substance propagating. That's how it is with all things of this world, that when something is in one place and it moves to another place, it was there and now it's no longer there, that there's a change in state of the substance propagating. There's a change in its state. It's no longer here. Something has moved. It's changed. In contrast, however, with the process of concealment and revelation, there is no change at all before and after revelation. There's no change at all. When we're speaking about concealment and revelation, nothing has changed. Now you see it, now you don't. But nothing has changed. It's just, it was revealed, and now it's concealed. But it hasn't moved. It's not, nothing has changed. The emanation of the Or Ein Sof and subsequent creation of all is analogous, analogously referred to as God's speech 
reflected in the ten statements with which the world was created. The or Ainsof that Hashem spoke, who and created the world with the ten utterances. This encapsulates the idea that while speech reveals aspects aspects of concealed thoughts, it cannot capture the essence of the thought. When Hashem created the world, he created it with speech. Right, with the ten utterances of creation, right, Hashem created with speech, with words. Now, speech is something which reveals, but it also conceals. When you have something on your mind and you say something, so speech is able to reveal aspects of concealed thoughts, but it cannot capture the essence of the thought. It does not capture the essence of the thought itself and conceals most of it in order to reveal the relevant aspect. So when, so the Balatani explains that creation with, with Hashem's speech is a, way of, is a way of referring to this revelation and concealment. The same way that, that um, speech reveals, so, reveals what the person has on his mind, but it also does not, it means, but it also conceals. It also conceals. It does not reveal the entirety. It conceals. So too, creation itself is a revelation of Elokus, but at the same time, it conceals Elokus. Similarly, the process of emanation of the Or Ein Sof and creation is one of concealment in order to generate a simultaneous revelation. The same way when a person speaks a concept which is loudly echoed in the writings of the Leshem, as previously explained. So the author of this book wants to learn that way and to explain that way in the Leshem. Again, that's not the subject of our, of our Limut, uh, to try to see whether, to try to figure out the, the view of the Leshem and, uh, regarding this. Detailed explanations are also provided by the Balatanya of the Zohar's paradoxical statements that we were just learning, that God is both Memalikolamen, in that he fills all worlds, whereas on the other hand, God is simultaneously Soviet Kalaman, and that he circumvents or surrounds all worlds. How could that be? That Hashem simultaneously fills all worlds and surrounds all worlds. So as what the Altar explains, it's not referring, God forbid, to, to physical space. It doesn't mean that God moves anywhere. In providing these explanations, the Balatani is describing the dual perspective of reality. The dual perspective of reality. From the perspective of, of the creations, from our perspective, he explains that God is Mamalikalaman. From our perspective, God is Mamalikalaman, and that he is revealed in a diminished way, as we just, Mamash just read in, 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 uh, in Tanya, but Simtsum Rav, in a very diminished way, Hashem is revealed in physicality, and we try to look for Him in, in, in our lives, in the world, in Ashkacha, in everything that we do. Hashem is revealed, that's called Mamalikalaman. He's revealed in a diminished way in physicality through the concealment process of Tzimtzum. That's how He's revealed in this world. In contrast, that's from our perspective. In contrast, from God's perspective, he is also Sovev Kalaman, and he circumvents all of creation and causes it all to exist. That's beyond our, our comprehension.
That's that, that's from before the tzimtzum. As we have seen earlier, the key point in relation to the ideas of Mamala Kalaman and Sarev Kalaman is the fact that there is a simultaneous relative perspective of reality from both God's perspective and the perspective of the creations. Simultaneously, Hashem's perspective and our perspective. We also saw that the particular use of these terms in relation to a particular perspective purely depends on the context and they could potentially be used interchangeably. And we'll see that, that, we'll see that in the Nefshah Chaim This relative perspective provides the backdrop against which the Balatani provides a clear statement of the nature of reality. In his presentation of the creation of Yesh, Yesh meaning this physical world, from Ayin, from nothing, from God, he presents a detailed analogy which expresses a very deep understanding of the dual perspective of reality. He explains that it is just the limitation of our physical perception. That's all that Simpson means. The limitation of our physical perception, which restricts our vision to only be able to relate to reality as physical and as yesh. That's the only way we can see things and experience things. That's our perspective. Were we, however, able to see things without this physical mask, if we were able to see things without this physical covering, we can't, but if we were able to, then it would be clear to us that this same reality is ayin. Then it would be clear to us that this same reality that we're sitting in right now is ayin, is absolutely nothing. It's all elokus, it's all God. That's all it is. It hasn't changed at all. There is no change in reality itself as a result of the creation of yesh from ayin. There is no change in reality itself as a result of the creation of Yeshamayim. That's all of Chasidus. There is only a change of our perception of reality such that we relate to it as Yesh instead of as Ayin. That's all that has changed. It must be very clearly emphasized that the Balatanya is not in any way suggesting that this physical world of Yesh is an illusion. Many have made that mistake in the in the in, in explaining the Balatanya. It doesn't and, and have said that that this is that all of reality that we are in is just an illusion. It's like a make-believe. It's not real. That's a terrible mistake, Chas Rasholm. He is saying that the Yesh and Ayin are the very same reality. The Yesh and Ayin are the same reality. Not that there is no reality of Yesh, but Yesh and Ayin are the very same reality. It is just that from the perspective of the creations, the context of Ayin is not visible. And therefore, from our perspective, the same reality, which is Ayin, appears to be Yesh, physical and separate from God. It's not really. It's all God. He expresses this concept using an analogy of a particle of light which is within the ball of the sun. Relative to the ball of the sun, the particle of light is infinitesimally immaterial. It was relative to the sun, that particle of light on the sun is, is bottle. It's, it, it, uh, kilo doesn't, kilo doesn't exist. Of absolutely no consequence, and is, turn over the page, and is ayin. It's again, it's only a muscle, but from the perspective of the sun itself, this particle of light is, is ayin. 
However, however, relative to the particle of light, however, relative to the particle of light, it can review itself. It can view itself outside of its context of being within the ball of the sun. However, as far, thank you. as far as that particle of light itself is concerned, it can. It has the ability to view itself. That's talking about us. We're the particle of light. It has the ability to view itself outside of its context of being within the ball of the sun, if that were possible. And that particle of light were able to see itself as being independent, outside, the, outside of the context of the, of the sun itself. Then its existence as a particle of light appears to have major consequences, just like we take ourselves very, very seriously because we see ourselves outside of the context of the infinite, outside of the context of Ein, so we see ourselves as being separate and independent, and that's why we're, we're, we, 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 are, we have free choice, and that's why we're affected by everything, and so on. Appears that, that Then its existence as a particle of light appears to have major consequence and existence as an independent entity. It therefore sees itself as Yesh. It sees the particle of sun when it looks at itself outside the context of the sun. When it's not bottled to the sun, it sees itself as having yesh, as yesh. In this analogy, the ball of the sun is God, and the particle of light is our, is our entire physical universe. It's only a muscle. The particle of light is all that exists. Physical reality is therefore absolutely real. Physical reality is real. We're real. We exist. Physical reality is absolutely is therefore absolutely real and exists in the same way as it did before its creation. It is only that the creation process, all that changed with creation, everything existed before in, in, in its true state of Ayin, revealed completely as Ayin, as Elokus. All that changed with creation, phys, uh, all that it is only that the creation process concealed and constantly continues to conceal its source, the sun, Hashem, such that our universe is revealed as an entity in its own right and appears physical. Everything existed in Elokus before, the same way that it exists now, except the difference is that before it was entirely revealed and we couldn't be, there was no creation as we, as we could experience it as something independent, it was just the particle of light included in the sun as part of the sun. Creation only means that now the, the, there's, there's a concealment that gives us the impression that we feel like the particle of light that is separated, that is separated from the sun and sees itself as being its own source of light and, and giving light and being its own reality as opposed to just being this, a part of the sun. That's the only thing that has changed. That's all the creation means. We'll see some more in a few minutes. We'll see some more statements by the Baltanya. Let's just finish this the, the next side. Therefore, when we talk of a dual perspective, therefore, whenever we talk of a dual perspective, it is of exactly and absolutely the same reality. We're not talking about anything, two different realities. Sovev and Mamalai. It's all one reality. It's just a, it's just two perspectives of the same reality. 
It is of exactly and absolutely the same reality from both God's perspective and the perspective of the creations. The essence and nature of reality is absolutely the same. It is just that from the perspective of the creations, the context of God is not seen. That's all. And physical reality appears to be a separate existing entity in its own right. We just don't see the context of God that we're in, that we're sitting in, that we're living in. We don't see that, that we, we don't see that context. That is concealed. The Baltani's grandson, the Tzemach clarifies his grandfather's position further by stating that the world and everything in it is nullified in existence to the extent that it is ki'ilu, as if it does not exist. Of course, everything does exist, but it's ki'ilu, as if it does not exist, and that only God exists alone. We are not saying that there is no world at all here. God forbid. That's a very big mistake that people have made. That there is no that there that there that there is no world at all, and then people just do whatever they want to do. It doesn't mean that. It's we are not saying that there is no world at all, God forbid. It's only ki'ilu. Ki'ilu. In this passage, the Tzemach Tzedek uses the word ki'ilu a number of times. And additionally, explicitly clarifies the word ki'ilu begins with the letter kaf to signify the comparative similarity to being non-existent. To the extent that it is just God alone that exists. That Tzemach Tzedek emphasizes that this world is very real and says that God forbid one should think otherwise. God forbid. However, he explains that the fabric of reality is almost ki'ilu, as if this world could be mistaken for an illusion. Ki'ilu. Not that it's an illusion, but it could be mistaken for an illusion if a person thinks about this. With this, he emphasizes the relative dual perspective of the same reality, that relative to us, the many levels of tzimtzum conceal God. That's all. Relative to us, the many levels of tzimtzum conceal God. And then he just summarizes, I didn't, I didn't focus on the second page of this, but it, because we already saw that the tzimtzum occurs, probably occurs in the level of malchus of the Orient self. It also only occurs at the level of malchus of all subsequent lower worlds. The creation process is one of simultaneous concealment and revelation. God's entirely unchanged and so on. Now, the page, you should have the Nefshechaim from a couple of weeks ago. I hope you have that. There's a couple of pages, one that says on the Nefshechaim. And this, this that we just learned from the Balatanya. Well, you know what? Before we do the Nefshechaim, I'm sorry. Let's, let's just read a few more sentences on this page from the footnote 120. It'll just be a little helpful before we do the Nefshechaim. On the English page, just a couple of more places in time, just get a little bit more of that. Take, take a look inside footnote 120. Sorry. This idea that there is a single reality and that the creation simply generates a different perspective from that reality, from the same, that same reality as repeated often by the Balatanya. For example, he states it very clearly in the following places. In Tanya, Perchafalov, Kemoshahoya, Meyuchad, Imo, Kodabrias, Oha Olamos, Vein Shum, Shinoit, Klalof, Anais, Barach, Ella, El Habruim. The universe is unified with God now, just as it, was, as it was unified with Him before the creation of the universe. There is no change at all relative to Him. It's only relative to the creations. This is just Mara McCormick that we should be familiar with. There are many, but that's Tanya Chafalev. And then in, in the Lamed Vav, 
Kaidim Shinivaolam, Hayahula Vado Yazbarh, Yochid Umiyucha, the Mamalikal Hamakam Azashabark, Baha Olam, Begam Ata, Kainhula Fanavisbarh, Raksha Shinihu, Alamakablam Chiyusavarisbarh. Before the universe was created, so Islamat Vav, before the universe was created, God was alone, totally one, and filling all of this space in which he subsequently created the universe. This is also the case now, after the creation, relative to him. Relative to him. It is only that the change is relative to the recipients of his life force and light. To us. And then in Parak Mem, Harikud Shabrihu, Iumamalikalam and Bishovev, Afalpichain, Ain Ha'ilamashovim, Bamalos and Bashinu Bamakavim. God fills all worlds in equal distribution, meaning he's unchanged. Nevertheless, the worlds are not equal in their level, and the change is from the perspective of the recipients. And then later on, Shaykh Ramuna, Enat Simpson, Bahester Ella Tachtonim. The Tzimtzum process and Ketzimah is only relative to the inhabitants of the lower worlds. However, relative to God, all is considered before Him to be of no consequence, just like the light of the sun while it is within the sun. And then later on, in the Geras HaKodesh, Parachof, Vagam Shehayesh HaNivra, Hugam Ken Kelo Choshev Kameh, from his perspective, our perspective, that that reality of Ayin is like it's something which is separate. In English, relative to God, the created physical entity is as if it has no consequence, meaning its existence is nullified relative to the power and the light which is bestowed within it. It is like the radiance of the sun before it has emanated and is still within the sun. This is specifically relative to him, where his awareness is from above to below. However, from the, however, from the perspective of the awareness of the created entities, that's us, from below to above, the created physical entity is an entirely separate, disconnected entity, with this awareness and perception being only from below. As from its perspective, the power which is bestowed within it is absolutely not perceived at all. We don't know. <coughs> so this, <coughs> this mahalach, this way of understanding, this way of understanding is, is that which is the view of all, of all chassidus, all and it's the basis of and it's the basis of, of all of Chassidus. Now, when we look at the Nefesh Achayim, you have that page. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, if Hashem fills everything, what's to prevent Avodah I mean, that's the that's the that's the physical matter. If it's all Hashem, then that's the, that's the basis of Avodah the, the 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 separation. Uh, 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 the the isolation of that of that revelation of elokus in that particular item is isolated, and is and is and is then made into an, a separate, distinct um, divinity. That's that's the that is the mis- that is the mistake that we are, that we can make, and that's the nature of our free choice. That's true. That's the source of our desire. But from our perspective, I mean, if. Hashem is included in, is is mamale this table. Right. Then why aren't we worshiping the table? We're we're not we're we're, we're not worshiping the table, 
because because even though Hashem fills all of creation, he f- it's the infinite light of Hashem that fills all creation. It's not the, the uh, it becomes Avodah Zarah when we when we take that table as separate from God, and we and we make it as something which is distinct, and we worship it as having its own elokus. That's what idolatry is about. Not that it's not that it's Hashem, but the table itself has divinity, or the tree, or the or the sun, or the moon, or the statue. That it has its own um, energy. It's not it's not something which is just part of God. It has its own separate, distinct elokus. Then, then it becomes a god on its own. Then there's the god of the sun. There's the god of the moon. There's and all of mythology and all of that. Each is its own separate god, and the gods uh, fight and talk and so on. And each thing is a separate. The table is the god of the table. But, but that's when that that's that's how the Ramam describes what happened. When, how did Avodah develop? The Rambam describes that, that. That initially, of course, it was understood as everything is God. And everything is uh, created by God, and everything is Hashem. Over time, because of the great reverence that, that, that people have for God, so they began to revere the table and the chair and the, and the tree, and so on, as having its own separate, independent elokus. That's That's... That's the problem that we can make as nevro- that's the mistake that we can make as nevroim as created beings, because we see ourselves as separate and independent. So we can see other things in the world as being separate, and we and then we attribute to them godly powers. That's we we we, we worship them as being uh, independent parts of creation that are that are greater than us. But that's not that's not that's not Hashem. That's t- taking something in creation, isolating it, and worshiping it. And people worship other people, so Paro is not a So it means, he's, it means that he is God. He is God. It's not that. It's not that you want to say that God is revealed more in some things and less in others. That's true. But the the mistake that is made, and it, it, that as a result of seeing ourselves independent from God. What happened is that then they began to imagine there being gods who were independent from God. That there's gods who are independent from God. That's how Avadazar started. There are gods who are independent from God. If there could be tables and chairs that are independent from Him, then there could also be gods who are independent from Him. Once you see the table as being a separate entity, so, so then God could also be separate. There's a separate God of the table. So from that from that truth of everything being God, from that truth of everything being Elokus, the mistake is made to to take aside this table and to say that I will worship this at, I will worship this as a, as a separate as a, not as a revelation of the infinite one because then you don't worship the table you just eat on it and you thank Hashem for the table, but but since man is so limited. And he sees himself as being independent and separate from God, then, for the sake of convenience, it's much nicer to have God who is with you, and others you could see. So, for the sake of convenience, the same way that I experience myself as independent from God, I would like to have a God who's also uh, who's also separate and independent. So then, you make your God portable. Then, 
like the old song, you know, I don't care if it rains or freezes as long as I got my plastic Jesus on the dashboard of my car. <laughs> and you got your little Jesus on the dashboard of your car and you're a happy guy. You got, you got God, he travels with you because right next to your GPS, he's right there with you all the time. And, and that, that, that comes from this terrible, terrible mistake of the same way that I see myself as independent from God, I need a God who is also separate and independent. And so it's no longer, it's no longer uh, a table. In, that is complete. That's filled with elokus. That's elokus, but it's now uh, God of the table. Instead, God in the table. It's the God of the. It's the God of the table, and and that's why it is ours, because man is craving for that. The same way he craves to be separate from God, so he could have his own existence and be a somebody. So he <laughs> craves to have a God that, that is also separate that he could see and touch and feel. To have an egglas oven wherever he goes, he just—that's a natural longing that man has to be able to. The same way that I exist, my God exists, and my God exists the way that I do, and the same way that I exist and can touch and can see and feel whatever. So I want to have statues or things that I could touch and see and feel. That's that's because of that's 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 pathetic. That's a, that's 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 what a vodazar is. That's that's. That's the mistake of our desire. It's a terrible, terrible mistake. But we can understand how it could happen. We can understand how it could happen. You see that there are there are Jews now that that they that they that's a very small group of them. I hope it's still small, but they they refer they, they there are things that are in writing. Don't God forbid look into them or try to find them. But I have seen some things, unfortunately, by people who think of themselves as being Chabad Hasidim, who who speak about the Lubavitcher Rebbe as in such a way. And the irony, of course, is the irony is that the truth of all of reality is explained in the Tanya. That's is the Tanya. The, the clearest exposition of truth is, that's ever been written of this truth that we're talking about it is the Tanya. And Davka, those who, who, who some of the Chasusom, a tiny group of those who consider themselves to be Hasidim of the, of the Baal Tanya, have, have, have made such a, a mistake. So you can understand how Avodah is a very convenient uh, misunderstanding. Avodah is very comfortable. It's a very comfortable mistake to make Avodah And to the point of worshipping people in such a way, to worship a human being. Kilo is this, Kilo, there are Lashanists that I saw myself that uh, in writing from some of these people that speak of the Vajrabarians as being Mahusavats Musashara, as being the essence of God. He's, he's buried 12 minutes away from here. So, how could the Christians have made such a mistake? The father, the son, the whole thing. How could they make such a talk? You see, the Jews who are smart Jews make such a mistake. It's a pachet. You can make a mistake like that. I can mention next time. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a Shia next to Tarif. I don't think there's a Shia next to Tarif Shabbos. I'm not sure. I'll find out. But we'll continue next time. I'm sure. But have the pages with you. Sorry?